0: to brewery society beers episode number 22 of brutal battle yes it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes i'm still doing them by myself and i believe before i was doing three beers in an episode i'm just going to cut it down to two because usually it's larger format bottles and the other episodes have become shorter more bite-sized if you will anyway so i'm just going to take this one that direction as well so there will be two beers During each of these and I'm still doing them you know one per sitting basically since they are big beers and sometimes I'm just drinking them myself like this one is going to be all me Uh, I'm fine with that because it's looking good but yeah uh, so the brewery by the way I have re-upped again will be doing hoarder society again for 2023 very excited about that they have some really interesting stuff coming This beer that I'm doing first for this episode is not a hoarder's exclusive uh, from my recollection. It is a society exclusive. I think this may have been like hoarder's level and reserve level only, but not 100%. Now, this one is in a 750-milliliter bottle. This one I already opened off-podcast because it not only had a cap to it, it also had a cork inside because it's spontaneously fermented, this is their Myrtleheim, M Y R T I L L, and then Heim, H E I M E. It's an oak barrel aged spontaneously fermented sour ale with blueberries. Uh, this is a version of their Spontaneheim, which is basically the same thing but without blueberries. Now, this one is 6.2% alcohol, so that's the type of beer I really like to see from the brewery way more sessionable than their super high ABV stouts. So I'm going to give this a bit of a pour. It is already looking exactly as I expected. Very, um, reddish in color because of the blueberry and the, uh, time spent with blue, the uh, contact with blueberry flesh. Cause it'll give you that coloration, but it looks good. Um, You can kind of see through it. It's not like super hazy or anything like that. Looks pretty clear. It has some large, it's just large bubbles hanging out on top for the head. Smelling it smells decently funky. Like you would assume from a spontaneously fermented beer. It's got that kind of Britannomyces type funk to it. It's got a very lemony sourness. And it's not coming off tart. Like it is coming off sour sour. And typically, the brewery sours, or in this case, well, I mean, it's brewery terrier, uh, their sours are usually pretty sour. It's very seldom that they're actually in the tart category. They're usually very firmly in the sour category, and that's the way this smells, getting plenty of aggressive kind of lemony sourness in the nose. That funkiness, like I was talking about, it smells pretty crisp and clean, I wouldn't say that I particularly smell blueberry. It, there is something in there. I'd be like a berry, like some sort of berry fruit smell. And there's a slight kind of honey sweetness on the finish of the nose, which is very interesting to me. I wasn't expecting to get that in there. So uh, let's go and take a sip. Ooh, yeah, that sourness kicks you right in the taste buds real quick Mm. I need to take a few sips from my palate to acclimate but right off the bat it's a lot of that lemony sourness and it is sour like I said in the nose not tart definitely sour I'm getting some of the fruit but that lemony sourness is kind of taking over I'm getting a bit of that funkiness that kind of bertanomyces type funk to it It's almost a slight bit chewy in its viscosity, and I think a lot of that's being added with the fact that because it's relatively sour or quite sour, it's actually creating extra phlegm in your mouth, which is kind of adding to the viscosity of the beer. We'll have to see how things go with me trying to do an entire 750 of this myself. It might just make my tongue bleed, to be honest. So maybe I'm just going to drink like half of it tonight, maybe, and then use a wine vacuum on the bottle, put it back in the fridge, and maybe finish it tomorrow night. That might be a better idea. Now, as I keep going with it, uh, obviously still getting that lemony sourness. I am getting a little bit of that kind of honey sweetness. I said I was getting on the nose, but again, just like in the nose, it's very faint in there. Um, Definitely tasting the blueberry, but tasting as like, you know, it's like berry. Hmm. It's good. The blueberry is actually coming off kind of wine-like. Like, Like because of the flesh of the blueberry, there's a bit of a tannin note in there. Like, you get a lot from red wine grapes, uh, the skin from red wine grapes. Um, Yeah, so it's tasting kind of wine-like, but with a blueberry kind of edge to it. Uh, It's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it. And that funkiness is coming through. The funkiness is not as pronounced in the flavor as it was in the nose, but... It's good if you like having phlegm created for you and being pretty puckered up. Uh, this is a sour that will cut through some cheese if you have cheese. That's one of the great things about sour beers is that it does a good job of cutting through the fattiness of cheeses. Especially a cheese kind of like a, um, uh, what am I thinking, a real buttery kind of thick one. Brie. Brie is what I was thinking of. Sours go very well with brie cheese, but... Yeah, it makes me want some cheese now. But this is a good one. Um, Yeah, pretty good. We'll have to see how it stacks up against the second and final beer of the episode. So going on to that one now. And this one is the Walnutter. Uh, This is a rye barrel aged Imperial Porter with Dolce de Leche, walnuts, vanilla beans, and salt. And this is one that Rebecca was really looking forward to drinking. Um, You know, she's not on these episodes, but she drinks the beers with me typically, except that Myrtleheim. She... Was not into that one. Um, they're usually too sour for her, but uh, she's very excited about this one. And obviously, because of what's in it, it sounds amazing. Once again, rye barrel aged imperial porter with Dolce de Leche, walnuts, vanilla beans, and salt. It is 13.5% alcohol. Oh, and that actually reminds me if there's, uh, trying to see, 24 months of aging for spontaneous fermentation for the Myrtleheim. I was just scanning real quick to see if there was any flavor text. Not much flavor text that really matters that much. Um, Just the 24 months of aging, spontaneous fermentation. So the walnutter, uh, getting into it. Obviously another 750 milliliter bottle. Pop that sucker open. Do have high hopes for this one. going to pour it. I'm sure it's just going to look like a stout slash porter because that's what it is. All right. And it looks dark, yeah, yep, really dark, let me swirl it around, 13.5%, yep, it's got some decent legs around the edges of the glass as I swirl it around, kind of coming down very slowly because it is uh, more viscous because of that alcohol level smell, ooh, I do get the nuttiness. I definitely get the walnuts. And along with the walnuts, a lot of times with beers, when you have nuts in them, you get like that protein y note on the nose, and that's there. Like you can smell the proteininess of the walnuts and the actual smell of walnut. Definitely get the vanilla beans. Vanilla beans are quite strong. I'm definitely getting the spirit from that rye barrel. There is a little bit of an astringency, a little bit of like an alcohol heat on the nose. But it's not smelling bad. It's actually smelling really good because it's well balanced by that vanilla, by that walnut, also by some nice chocolate in there, and getting a little bit of that Dolce de Leche. But it is getting, the Dolce de Leche in the nose is getting slightly lost to me between the vanilla and the chocolate. It's kind of blending in there. But it really does smell nice. There's also a slight raisin note on the nose, which. You know that happens with higher a b v beers, especially barrel aged ones, so that makes sense. It smells really good, and the chocolate on it is like a dark chocolate all right going in ooh, that is unbelievably deceptively smooth for thirteen point five percent um. Well after the sip, like a few seconds after the sip, I'm starting to feel some warming in my throat, but other than that, actually on my palate, you would never know this is 13.5%. Super dangerous for that reason. Let me go in for another sip. Mm. There's a decent chocolatiness. You definitely get the walnut in the flavor, which is great because a lot of the times when beers are made with nuts, you don't get a ton of the actual nut. So they did a good job pulling the walnut flavor out of here. Again, like I was saying in the nose, how like proteiny it is in the nose because of the walnuts. You get that in the flavor. It's got like a real thickness to the mouthfeel. And if you've ever had walnuts, they have like this drying bitterness, slight bitterness, but drying bitterness on the end of when you're bite um, chewing them. And you get that in the beer because of those walnuts. Um... The dark chocolate is definitely there. I'm definitely getting the vanilla. The rye barrel is present, but in the best way possible. It's more low level in the flavor than I expected it would be prior to even opening the bottle. Hmm. This is a nice beer. It's quite nice, it's very mellow, it's very low-key for being as high ABV as it is. That's kind of crazy to consider. This isn't one that's going to crack the top 10 for these Brewery Society Beers episodes, but it's a really good one, and I'm very happy with it. Once again, it is so sessionable. For 13 and a half. this is dangerous, beyond dangerous. So, awesome, this was a good one. So, I mean, you can probably tell based off my reaction the winner for this episode is going to be the Walnutter. Again, the rye barrel-aged Imperial Porter with dolce de leche, walnuts, vanilla beans, and salt. Uh, and then the Myrtleheim, it, it, still good beer. Uh, oak barrel-aged spontaneously fermented sour ale with blueberries. Is there any flavor text that I need to read on this one? Um, There's, They modeled this, the Walnutter, to be like a... Homemade salted caramel walnut bar, apparently, and it was aged in the rye barrels for 24 months. That's two years. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, um, well done on that one, and that was awesome. So, all the stuff at the end you want to email us, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. For whatever reason, back episodes on brutalbattle.com or archive.org. You can search Brutal Battle. Uh, also, the pictures are on the website as well of all the beers, as well as Instagram, which is Brutal Battle Podcast on Instagram. We're on Untapped. I'm Carlton Malibu, all one word, spelled as it sounds. She is RubyReb813, I think, or Ru- I don't remember, honestly. RubyReb62? I don't know. Um, It's weird that I forget that. Uh, but anyway, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, is there anything else? Not really, except... Please rate us and review us through whatever podcatcher you use, Uh, that really does help us a lot, iTunes in particular, and word of mouth, tell people about the podcast, really do appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoyed this Brewery Society Beers episode, because I know it's been a bit since we've done one. We'll do more, but I want to do a bunch of Mystery Beers episodes for a while, Um, so it might be a little bit before we do another one of these, but you know, we'll see. Sometimes I just do episodes when I feel like it, but... Regardless, thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this, and until next time, keep it brutal.